I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the lesbian. This Week in the Lesbian is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We are in the middle of our Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign for Journey to the Heart. Thank you all so much for supporting us so far. We have 100 Indiegogo supporters. I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, we will have even more. We have made $14,000 and we also have a matching campaign that's going to continue through the end of the day today for up to $2,500. So if you've been waiting Now's the time. We have a little under two weeks left of our campaign, so we really need a big push from you all. You can support at bit.ly slash support journey to the heart. Other news that we want to let you know about is a reminder that we are in the running for a Webby Award, which is very exciting. We are up against some really big studio networks like HBO and Wolf Entertainment, and we're just little old Dollar Bean Productions. So if you want to vote for The Flame, every vote matters. You only vote once. Everybody can only vote once. So every vote really makes a huge difference, and it doesn't require you to be voting like 12 times a day, every day from your phone and your computer and everything. Just once, one single vote. You can go on one time to bit.ly slash vote for the flame and help us out. And speaking of why we're making this project, because listen, we're just, we're going to try not to, we could do a whole episode on this. Maybe we will do a whole episode <laughs> on this someday. Who knows? In the greater Les universe, there is something that we have to talk about right now. So spoiler alert for 
the Killing Eve finale, if anyone hasn't watched it yet, um, maybe just skip this section because we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about this. When Ellie and I decided to make the flame all those many moons ago, we sat down and said, Hey, you know what we wish existed is more <gasps> stories about queer joy. And you know what else we wish existed are like queer musicals with like songs that queer people could sing and not have to like change the pronouns or like sing about dudes or whatever like but we just really wanted characters like queer characters to have happy endings because I know you've heard us say it before there are so few like five percent of queer stories have happy endings and it just made us really depressed. And so we set out to make the flame and we are setting out to make Journey to the Heart to change that and to tell stories that can still have conflict and still have drama and still have angst. But that at the end of the day, like we are promising you are going to end well, yes. will end with a happy, happy ending. ending. And it's just the Killing Eve finale wasn't that, wasn't no. that. Can I just, sorry, can I jump in really quickly on this? Because yeah, please. it Because I feel like it I'm has speechless. wrecked me. Yes. Um, and I just want to say, I have a few feelings on this. A lot of feelings. But number one, we knew that this was not going to end in a happy ending, maybe, right? Like, it's Killing Eve. I get it. Like, it's a story about a psychopath assassin, right? And someone who like works for the government and then doesn't work for the government. You like, you know, wherever Eve goes, but like they've killed a lot of people. There's a lot of death and destruction that surround them. Right? This isn't rainbows and butterflies. Like I get it. However, no no one is upset at death in this show. Yes. And right? no one is surprised at death. No in one this is surprised show. at it. It's just like the way that it was done, the barrier gaze trope, right? Yeah. The barrier case trope is not just that queer people die, right? Yes. A lot of people think, oh, barrier gays, you can never kill a gay. No. The barrier gays trope is two gay people get this moment of pure bliss, ecstasy, happiness to be immediately cut down and killed. Okay, so it's not just the killing part. It's the fact that there's this heightened thing. You're like, wow, they're really doing well. And they yeah. are knocked right down. And the psychological impact of it that is, is immense. It is getting that kiss immediately followed by that scream of just pain and suffering and loss. And it's not great. And it is, listen, here in the year of our Lord 2022, I can't believe we are still doing this. Like, I, I honestly think that's what shocked me more. It's not that you're shocked by the death. It's not that you're shocked by either one of these characters potentially dying. I was shocked that they did it this badly. Like, how do you fuck it up this badly when there are so many resources to not fuck it up like this? Like, there are ample ways that you could have avoided doing this. We didn't. So we would just like to say, A, Listen, we know like the Killing Eve fandom right now is in some hurt and we hear it and we're sorry and this is not going to fix that. But for just queer people in general, like again, if you want to stop having stories hurt you, <laughs> there are other 
people trying to tell stories that won't do that. We are not the only queer content creators out there who have really kind of internalized this idea that like we can do better and we as queer people deserve better. So I I hate to like turn that into a pitch while we're doing this, but like, <laughs> but. but it's like that has just been, it is so hard to sit here and be trying as hard as we are to tell the stories that we want to tell and to have it be so hard and to have it take so much work to be able to do that when there are people with like the budgets uh, of God and just like this cast and crew of incredibly talented people who just drop the ball that much like it's absolutely wild to me that this happened to us again again yep and so anyways, also well that's, and also that's, what's happening. that's what our week's been <laughs> yes. right that's well and also i do want to say like it just solidifies our mission yes uh, which 100%. is that our mission is to tell happy queer stories and we will never stop doing that because clearly we need to keep doing it yeah and that does like you can tell stories that are like have pain and hurt and angst and whatever like come on we wrote i wrote mine for you ellie like there's not yep. it's not like we don't you know, want to experience have, like, the whole, the whole of spectrum of emotions. emotions. Yeah. yeah. But like, but it's going to have a happy ending in the end, at least some type of happy ending. Like we're, that can mean a lot of different things. It's going to be a happy ending. Okay. So, Whew! so anyways, that's what's been happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 82nd installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should have been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, we can do it in the Petland stockroom. Oh my god. <laughs> we could, but we won't. <laughs> you don't know where we're recording this from. We found a Petland and we are in You're the stockroom, stock people. Room. Yeah, we are recording this from the Petland stockroom right can now. Can you make it sound a little echoier? In yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like we're completely in the stockroom. I cannot. We're talking about a little movie called The Edge of Seventeen. It is currently on Netflix, which is why we decided we were going to watch it. Um, but let's break down our IMDb synopsis. Okay. Our IMDb synopsis, for anyone who had not has not seen this movie, is as follows. High school life gets even more unbearable for Nadine when her best friend Krista starts dating her older brother. Tough. Tough for Nadine. I mean, and this film also starring Haley Steinfeld as Nadine. Very important. I also want to point out another important thing, which is when I search for the IMDb synopsis of this film, I wrote Edge of 17. The first thing that comes up is a movie from 1998, which is not the Edge of 17 that we're talking about, <laughs> but really fits with the should have been gay because here's the synopsis. Another, another movie called The Edge of 17. Yes. yes. It's actually okay. called Edge of 17. Oh, and this well, one totally is called different. The Edge. Okay. How we could anyone it. get those confused? Right. So here's the synopsis for this other film, just just as a little gay sprinkle on top. A teenager copes with his sexuality on the last day of school in 1984. It shows him coping with being gay and being with friends. Also, what is that synopsis? Being gay and being with friends. Uh, it also yeah. stars Leia Delaria, which I saw. I've never seen this film. But I Incredible. would just like to say, if I can find another gay film by the same name, you've got a problem. And it's a gay um, problem. 
It's it's a gay problem, especially when your lead is Haley Steinfeld in her in that in that jacket. In oh I mean, my god, what the is that? her best like Otis from Sex Ed cosplay jacket? Like what is happening? She didn't even know that she was cosplaying Otis when this film came out, but she knew it. Yeah, it is Haley Steinfeld in general. We all know we have seen her play so many gay characters. I feel like okay, this movie came out. What year did this movie come out? You know when it came out. In 2016, right on the edge of 2017. Which oh, also makes me laugh. nice. Um, so it came out in 2016. When did Pitch Perfect 3 come out? Oh, great question. Because I just am curious also of like the evolution. Pitch Perfect 3 came out in 2017. Okay, yeah. So this, I feel like, is really... Her roles have only continued to get gayer. They've only gotten gayer. They truly have. But I also feel like she started off in a super gay role. If this is what like propels you to stardom, like you're gay. Oh my god. This is a Wait, gay before, film. Wait, before we dive in. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Give me your gay give me your gay synopsis. Okay, Ellie. so my gay synopsis for this film is The Edge of 17 is what happens when the brother stand-in goes way too far. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pissed about it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. My my gay synopsis for this movie, I thought long and hard about this, okay? Because, listen, there were a lot of options. I wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go in. And I feel like my gay synopsis is really, it's like a PSA, okay? So my gay synopsis, PSA for this movie, is, hey, little gabies, if you're watching this movie and it's bringing up some stuff in you, like, please come talk to us. You're not into Irwin, okay? <laughs> Please. <laughs> you need some gay help. Please come let us help you. We can help you. This movie got it all wrong. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. But we can it, help you. That's I, my PSA. <laughs> another, wait, sorry. Another gay synopsis I had was, this movie is a teenage lesbian nightmare. It really <laughs> is. It really it is. is. a nightmare. Like, like Listen, it is so horrifying i felt so much so much here's the deal we went i'm i'll i'll give my experience with this movie i think as some context because i went in i was just making some rounds sometimes we just need to you know scroll through the netflix list see what's easy to watch and i was trying to you know add to our ever-growing list of should have been gay suggestions and i saw this with Haley Steinfeld in that jacket, I I almost didn't even watch the trailer. I was just like, done. Uh, Haley, you can't convince me that Haley Steinfeld in that outfit is not going to be fodder for a should have been gay. I'm so, pretty positive people have suggested this one. Like, I cannot imagine oh, that no one has recommended have. this as well. Either way, I was like, done. That's what we're watching. Um, here we go. And started it for, I'm going to say, probably solidly the first 30 minutes. I was like, this is the gayest movie I've ever seen. I wish this movie continued the story yes. it was telling yes. in the first 15 minutes. And, well, and here's here's what I'll say, Ellie. I have I just have endless notes. Like I have more no I sometimes I'll watch a movie and my notes for our should have been gay episodes are like six lines long, right? I have like 20 lines of notes on yep. this. <laughs> 
<laughs> and every single one of them is probably in the first 30 minutes oh, of this yeah. movie because the the end of my notes I have one note on the scene where she does the whole like it's me or him pick yep. and then I have three notes for the rest of the movie oh when yeah. does that scene happen like 20 oh, minutes it's in so early it's, it's so, so early. early right after that scene I immediately lost interest in everything else happening in the movie because it's the wrong movie it's I will it's not say, the yes. right movie in terms of Mike's my experience, I think this is important to as you're talking about this. So this movie came out in 2016. I don't think I watched this with a should have been gay lens. I mean, we met in like 2015. And yeah, yeah. We but when I first saw this movie, I didn't really watch it with like an intense should have been gay lens. I just watched it. And yeah, I was pissed because I was like, why don't they get together? But like I watched it with no expectations, right? Yeah. And I would like to say, like, The Edge of 17 has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's a very highly rated film. It's very well acted for the film that it is. It is a good yeah, film. Yeah, she's, she's great in this. Haley Seinfeld is great in this. Woody Harrelson is great in this. Like, everyone does great. But, but. it should have been written completely differently. Like, when you watch it from a should have been gay lens, I agree. I checked out, like, pretty hard towards the end of it because I was like, wow, Nadine and Krista are not even talking to each other. I don't give a shit about this. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's here's the problem. If we were going to remake this movie, because yep. please, we God, will. for the love of God, somebody needs to remake this movie, okay? Because the first, like, 20 minutes, no notes, perfect, A-plus movie, heading heading in a great direction. Can we talk about the first 20 minutes, though? No, like- no. Oh, yeah, we're going to. Okay. We're going to. I'm just saying, like, starts out so strong. And then it's like, it's like, here's where we're going along this track, making our way down the track. And then all of a sudden it's like, now we're over here. And you're like, why? We were going that. I wanted to go that on the track that way. Yep. And it's like, nope, I decided to like wildly swerve in this direction. And then you just like ride this rocky dirt road of nonsense for the whole rest of the film. And it's all downhill for me. But I would love to do a deep, deep dive into the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie with you and then talk about why it goes so wildly wrong. So I'm here for that. I'm here okay, for that. Shall we, shall we start at the top? Because we open on just the quintessential, the gay outfit of this movie, which I cannot. I cannot. <sighs> it's so gay. It's her, so gay. the skirt, the mismatched, the tights, into the socks, into the, the bands, jacket. into the, the jacket. I mean, it's sweetie. It is sweetie so honey gay. pie. You're not straight. So gay. Like like grown up Haley Seinfeld gay. But then hey. the flashback, it's literally like this has this girl has been a lesbian since she Wait. was 7 years old. Yes. I mean for sure. But I have one I have one note even before the flashback. There's so much gay that happens in this intro scene. So we meet her in that outfit. She goes she like walks into her teacher's yeah. class and tells him that she's going to kill herself. Yep. Right? <laughs> and she I shouldn't be laughing at that. I'm laughing at the fact that she says how, which is she's gonna like throw herself in front of a bus. Yep. Or a U Haul, maybe. Yep. U Haul. And I'm like, ugh. God. Literally, the hits the hits keep coming. Yeah, of course you're going to throw yourself in front of a U-Haul. That would be the gayest thing to do when your girlfriend starts dating your brother. Yep. Accurate. But yes, yeah, so then we meet tiny seven-year-old, also gay, Nadine. <sighs> Literally the gayest. She <laughs> She's 
she's talking about how, you know, her family life and her and mom never got her and her dad was always the person, whatever. And then she's like, I had no friends until an angel. She turns around to see this girl and like immediately falls in love with her. And she calls her an angel. Wait, wait. And also it's the it's the gayest sentence in the world. Because yes. she goes, she goes, an angel appeared. She was dressed like a small elderly gentleman. And I'm like, gay. 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 So also, also, she was gay the whole time. So you've both been gay since age seven because Krista showed up gay. Like yes. what seven year old dresses like a tiny elderly man? A gay one. A, a gay okay? one. A gay one. Um also also she introduces this whole concept by saying <laughs> Around second grade, I had a realization. There are two types of people in this world. And I'm like, you're damn right. There's yeah, you're great like- ones, of which you are not. And, and the, gay, the ones gay ones, of which, of which you, you are. are one. <laughs> right? And also, like, wait, God, literally every every single thing that happens in the first couple minutes oh, of this the movie. Oh, the first like, few I minutes to, is. I had to pause so many times. So the other kids, right? Like all the bullies when she's seven, the bullies push her down in the playground. And what do you remember what the girl says to her? Yes, that she's gonna get AIDS. Yeah, you Which suck is, and you're gonna get yes. AIDS. And I'm like, that's not like a that's not just like a random yep, insult. That is a very like, that's a targeted, targeted homophobic insult. Like yes. you're being hate crimed at age seven because you're so gay before you fall in love with your tiny elderly man best friend. Yep. And, then, and what happens when they fall in love, Ellie? <laughs> she literally brings her this worm. And then she says, we can be its two moms. You, If you want, you could be his other mom. Brings her a caterpillar and they immediately adopt a pet together because, oh, Whoa. listen, like I, I think I paused this movie a good 12 times in the first five minutes. I just, I literally could not. I could not. This is like the cutest childhood meet cute you could ever have for two little gay lesbians. This is the most adorable meet cute I've ever seen. And you would expect that that would mean, okay, we're moving into the future and they're still in love. And to be fair, they still are, but we can talk even more. We can talk even more because they're still more there. She also says she smelled like sweet tarts. Like, I just feel like you, like, okay, like when you That's met your so best, when much. you met your best friend, right, right, when you're like younger and you meet your best friend, like, I feel like for me, yes, I was a little gay baby, but like, still, I feel like I was not like madly in love with my second grade best friend. I would remember things about her like, oh, like she was fun. Not like she smelled like lavender and roses and like and looked <laughs> like an elderly man. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like what and like had a halo around her head. Like she's she like is falls madly, madly in love with yes. Krista. Well, and this is also this is maybe where I'll say this is why the movie is wrong. This is why the movie it's is wrong. so wrong because the whole point of this intro section. Right. She's basically explaining. She's like, hey here's why my life is such an absolute garbage pile, right? Because everything from there is kind of shit, right? So she's like, I was young. My brother was always like better and more popular and better looking and whatever. And and my life was always shit, 
right? Like I never had any friends. I never really fit in. I wasn't ever really good at all of the stuff. But everything changed when I met Krista. I met my best friend and she was the most important thing in my life from age seven on. Yep. Until today, until she's now like a junior in high school, right? So it's like the whole setup of this movie is like everything was shit. Then my dad died and that was shit. And then like all just everything that was bad, everything that has ever been bad in her life is held up as a contrast to the best to thing that Krista, ever happened. It's to the liter- best literally thing bows. in her life, right? Yes. And it's like, just uh, like, I mean, come on. Then we jump to her. She's 13 because then we jump to the age where her dad dies. Her at 13 with that fucking haircut and Rough. that fucking outfit. I'm like, oh my God, you are like, you, poor I, little you baby. tell me. You find me like a a full gay woman now in adulthood who does not watch that scene and just like cringe in like shared pain and yep. understanding of having been a 13-year-old gaby who just couldn't figure shit out for yourself, you know? Like, yes. Yes. Get it. We've all been there. We have all had that year, Nadine. We're there with you holding up. Like, am I this man in the... <laughs> in- <laughs> In People Magazine, and if not, what am I? What's yeah, happening? you're a dyke, baby girl. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, that hairdo. Okay. That hairdo. Oh, it's it's so much, so gay. So her her father has a heart attack, dies. It's it's horrible. I mean, listen, like this movie is really depressing. It's a very a depressing film. Very depressing film. But yeah. still, the one constant is she has Krista. Goes to school, has Krista. At home, has Krista. Anywhere, Krista is the main point of this. My whole life revolves around this one person. Okay, so the movie is about Krista, is about Nadine and Krista. Like That's what they spend the whole intro to this movie saying. Yes, that's what they set up. This whole movie is about these two people and their relationship and the importance of their relationship to Nadine. And then, too, when they're older, right, they have this whole, like, her mo- Nadine's mom leaves. Nadine's like, I I have the house. They have the gayest. Dibs. The gay dibs. Dibs, dibs on, on, dibs on the, the house. house. For her and Krista, they have the gayest, like, sleepover montage I have ever yes. seen. Yes. Can okay, I I was having like flashbacks through that scene because first of all, who listen, who does this? If you have if your parents are going out of town and you have a best friend and you want to hang out with your best friend all weekend, you can just hang out with your best friend. Oh yeah, all you weekend. don't need like, your you, you don't, don't need, need your brother out of the house. On the house. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like I call dibs on the house not to have a party, not to have other people come over, not to like throw a rager in the pool. I call dibs on the house just so you can hook up with your girlfriend all weekend. Like, that's yep, it. That and is I, it, it was giving me flashbacks because literally, so when I was in college, like when Kelsey and I were dating in college, the funniest thing that we used to think was such a kick is like, okay, you know, college, like everyone remembers like sexiling your roommates in college, yeah, right? Yeah. And being like, I need the room tonight. I need this. So when we were in college, my roommate had this girl that they were not, they were not together. They were not dating, right? But like they they were were, but they weren't. They yeah, like yeah. weren't hooking up. But everyone is like, but you're dating each other. Like you might not be having sex, but like yep. 
you're together because what used to happen to me all the time is like she would ask for our room so that they could like stay up and watch movies and cuddle together all the time. They weren't they weren't hooking. You're up. not. No, yeah, you're not. But like, but she used to kick me. Look, she used why to kick me out of our that? room. Yes. I'm like, why can't I be there for movie night? No, no. Like, they need special them movie night. And I'm like, yes, because there is something else happening here that you need emotional intimacy that I cannot be there for because you're together. But that's why I was like, I literally was having like flashbacks to college where I was like, oh, my God, who else does that? Like, if you need that level of intimacy, like without other people around, like just you and Krista. You're dating. Sweetie. You're dating. Honey. Oh my god. Dibs on the house. What is what is happening right that, now? That like absolutely wrecked me too because also like number 1 they're getting drunk just the two of them. Yeah. Right? I'm like you're having a party just the two of you. You're having a sleepover. You're like jumping on the bed, like hugging, dancing. Like there's literally a moment where she says did you did you write it down? Yeah, I love you. I love those teeth in your mouth. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. She says, I love you. I love those teeth in your mouth. Like, what are you talking they're like, about? They're Nadine, drunk you- and complimenting each other, staring deeply into each other's eyes after having requested the house all weekend. All to themselves. For for themselves. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I oh my God. I also just have to say, like, really it is. Okay. I wish the film okay didn't end there. But like, do not have anything that happened after this ever happen. No. Get rid of every single part after this. It was no so tragic. Like it was that's why I said lesbian nightmare. Like this is a horror film. For Here's the pro- it really is. Here's the problem. It's it's so bad. It's so bad because all I see after that is this poor, confused lesbian who do- has not figured it out yet. Yes. This poor, confused girl just bouncing between these two beards. <laughs> trying, like literally so painful. <laughs> trying so hard to figure it out and then never getting there. But then never like getting there. because it's a hetero movie, they're like, oh, but she was in love with Erwin all <laughs> along. Let's, you know, you know like, what the worst, you know what the worst scene in this entire movie is for me? Is, the end. Um, okay, so so listen. Sorry to skip who has everything. Not, but. Sorry. For anyone who has not watched the movie yet and has no idea what we're talking about. So they have this this uh, definitely not hooking up with each other a house weekend. And Nadine gets drunk and Krista hooks up with the brother. brother. She wakes up. Krista's in bed with her brother and loses her absolute little gay mind, which any of us would. Listen, like I it really feel is for the Nadine. trope gone wrong like it is too (laughs) far that's why i said too it is a brother stand-in that is way too it goes way too far goes so so bad like so bad and and krista starts dating the brother who is his name is darian and he's supposed to be like the hottest coolest jack that everybody loves and got everything going for him whatever fuck darian and the worst scene for me in this entire because listen there's a lot of contenders for worst scenes like there's a lot of bad awkward just uncomfortable shit to sit through that happens the worst scene for me in this whole movie is when darian and krista invite her to the party with them 
And they drive to this party, Darian and Krista in the front seats, <laughs> Nadine sitting in the middle, in the back, sitting between them, and Darian pulls up, parks at this party, and you just get this shot of, like, him and Krista sitting in the front, like, laughing, and Nadine <laughs> sitting <laughs> in the back seat in that gay-as-fuck jacket, sitting there just with this, like, thousand-yard stare, like, looking dead center through the front windshield of the car and you can just see her brain going like how is this happening to me yeah how am i yep. like third wheeling on a date with my girlfriend and my brother right now like what is how did i get how here? how what is and that's happening? that's my point of like how did how? this happen because i'm sorry it also is just like okay krista pisses me off as yes. well yes because, okay, maybe it's because I empathize with little gay Nadine. And, like, if Krista actually is, okay, so if we actually look at this, how the film is presenting it, which even still, like, that they're both no. that they're both straight, whatever. But, like. I don't buy it. If we're looking at it the way that it presents it, even if we say Nadine is lesbian, a lesbian and has a huge crush on Krista, and Krista's straight and, like, really, like, love Nadine, but, like, she's straight and, like, now she's in love with this boy and so she's going to, like, whatever. How do you just, like, completely ditch your best friend like that? Like, how it's do you do it? Like, it, it just doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel right. And it's also, like, again, here is where sometimes you're just like, people, you made the wrong movie because you had all of this intro. There is so much other stuff that could have been cut in this movie. And you had all of that intro and you wasted not one second of that intro in establishing any How interest much, yeah. that Krista ever has had in the brother. Not once. Yep. Not a glance. Yep. Not a sentence. Not like a flutter of an eye. Nothing. Nothing. You have never Nothing. ever shown anything to indicate that she was interested in the brother. You see them making fun of the brother together and you didn't even use that scene to have her like give a half-hearted like, shrug oh, or be yeah. like, ha ha, well, and then that look bad. at him longingly. Or whatever, yeah, nothing. like nothing. You had nothing. opportunities nothing. and you didn't even want to use them nothing. because you weren't setting that up. Nothing. You just didn't. Nothing. You chose not to. You didn't set up him being into her. Like, you could have told this story and and added 10 minutes to the intro and cut it somewhere else to show Darian or Krista ever being interested in each other in either direction. It is wild Nothing. how fast. Nothing. How fast it happens and how fast Krista just dumps Nadine. I'm like, okay, when I see this, oh my Nadine God. and Krista are madly in love with yes. each other. Yes. Krista is just as in love with Nadine as Nadine is with Krista. And so I'm like, I am also equally like, what the shit happened? Like, there is no, like, in between where they're, like, have I... any sort of explanation. Krista and Darian, like, like are fine together. They're, they're very much, like, so boring, right? Like, so just, like, okay, fine. Like... <laughs> And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> like, okay, fine. You touched my wiener. We're dating now. Yeah, like um, literally. Yeah, what? it's bad. I I have I have one like head cannon that I'm telling myself, Ellie, for when we remake this movie, and that is that because when Nadine gets drunk, right, mm -hmm. and passes out in the bathroom before Krista hooks up with Darian. Yeah. So 
when that happens. Also, wait, can we talk about when she's throwing up? Because also the intimacy. That's, bet- the that's in- what I'm. Ha- that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. It's like that whole scene, right? So she gets drunk and she's throwing up and she's like, I don't even like me. Why do you like me? Right. And like Krista's trying to be like, oh, honey, pat the head, like to like comfort her, make her feel better. But also is like, don't you want to go to your bed? Like, don't you want to wake up in your own bed tomorrow? Right. And she's like very clearly like trying to get, get her, her in, in bed. bed. And so here's my new headcanon <sighs> is that Krista was like ready. That was like the night, the night. she was going to like make the move. She was going to like put it all out there. And instead, Nadine got drunk and then Krista felt rejected. And so she like goes and like displaces everything onto the brother. And that is a conversation that they could have later on when they actually like discuss their feelings together. And that's what comes out is that she's like, well, I was gonna like make a move that night. And instead, like you didn't want me and like you got drunk and slept in the bathroom. And then Nadine's like, I definitely wanted you. That's why I got so drunk is because I was like so nervous about my own feelings. And like then they work through their shit and then they end up together. That's my like I'm rewriting (sighs) this in my head. Right. I would love that because that's the thing. Okay, fine. You want to tell this whole story about how how what happens when your best friends are sleeping with your brother? Fine. Okay, fine. We but have that happen. But they don't tell that story. They they just drop it. They just disappear. Krista just Krista disappears. literally disappears from the. Po- I'm gonna keep. Ye- I can't stop yelling. No, because you're gonna have ins- to like edit my volume yeah, down yeah, yeah, because yeah. I cannot we'll t- be yeah, less yeah. upset. About this. It <laughs> just is me in- screaming into my microphone. She disappears. It's- Where does she go? Insane. I mean, I feel like she disappears into the confines of heteronormativity, right? The second she gets a boyfriend, she literally ceases to exist. Like how fucking wild. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
peers. Like, it's she- insane. Your whole intro of your movie is like, this is the most important person on planet Earth. And then she just fades into obscurity in the span of like five minutes. It it's is wild. Insane. They they never have. So, so they have that conversation, right, where she goes to the party and Krista ditches her. And then she's like, all right, well, this sucks. So Nadine leaves and goes and has this like weird little date with Erwin where like he tries to kiss her and she literally <laughs> oh, does not want to kiss. Erwin is very sweet. freaks the fuck out. She freaks out because of course she doesn't want to kiss Erwin, even though he's very nice. She's a big old lesbian and her the love of her life is like with another person. Like she's not in the mood. Okay. But wait, also, can we discuss when they do break up in the hallway? Because the whole like ultimatum conversation, it's she doesn't even bring up the brother. What does she bring up? She brings up her complimenting the other other girl at the party. She's like, that's what they fight about when she comes to find her at school the next day. Right. Like Krista comes to find her and she's like, you're upset because we like ditched you to go play beer pong. And she's like, you know what? I saw and she's like oh my god I love your outfit and she's like she's upset that she complimented another girl and was like getting close to another girl she's not even bringing up the brother she's like forget Darian Darian is clearly an afterthought in this whole equation (laughs) she's like you're ditching me and now you're hitting on other girls and I mean what it's me or him you have to pick one of us (laughs) like which is also like, oh, there's so many opportunities in this film, right? Okay. Uh, okay. It's me. It's me or him. You have to pick one of us, right? And Chris is like, fine, it's him. No, like, I would love their, like, why don't you have a little bit more nuance there? It's me or him. You have to pick. And Chris is like, you know, I could never pick between the two of you. I love you so much, Nadine. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then they keep fighting a little bit, whatever. And she's like, no, maybe that's not, maybe they have that break, but it's like, they never talk again. They That's never the last, talk again. Krista is, pieces the fuck out. That is the last conversation Nadine and Krista have. Ever until, have in this movie. Until the end of the film. And they don't even talk to each other. Nadine no. says, um, what does she even say? Like, have a great morning. Have a great or, day. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nadine says to Darian, I missed her. What the actual fuck? There's been... An hour of film without Krista in it. Yeah, it's it's it is insane. It's horrible. And then what they do instead is instead of having any nuance, instead of dealing with the relationship that between Nadine and Krista, right? They just drop that like a sack of fucking bricks, and instead you spend the whole rest of the movie with poor, confused Nadine. Just bearding her way around town, going like, I'm into this guy then. No, maybe that other guy. Definitely one of these guys. I'm definitely into a guy. And it's probably one of these two guys. Not sure which one, because I don't really seem to (laughs) be very into either one of them. But it's probably definitely a guy and not Krista, who I am losing my mind and sanity over for the next 45 minutes of this film. It's rough. It is wild. It is rough. It is wild. So let's just let's talk about the men briefly. Oh my god. So we let's let's start with Erwin. <laughs> I love Erwin. <laughs> because Erwin is very endearing. We love Erwin. Personally, okay, if I were to rewrite, there's a few ways I would rewrite. Did you this. did you date a lot of Irwins in high school? Oh, I dated so many Irwins. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's like, all I could think about yeah, when I was watching. Yeah, you this, were like, is I how literally we just had that conversation about how you're like, yeah, I dated every like 
non-threatening, like, inoffensive, yeah. non-threatening, friendly, nice, sweet, kind guy that I was not into at all. And I was like, wow, they could not have captured that better if they tried. Had tried. Yeah. Like, it's absurd how accurate it is. He's like the safest, easiest person to talk to. Like, did they ever kiss? No. They never kiss. Right? Yeah. We never see them kiss. She shows up with flowers for Yeah, him. yeah. We never see them kiss, which makes She sense. kisses the other dude. Yeah, which that's also just, horrible. Yeah, yeah. But so also I'm like, to be fair, feel like I've had that opposite experience as well because men suck. For sure. Uh, yeah, I won't even. We all understand what that experience is. But um, I wanted to talk really quickly about Erwin because, yes, like safe man. However, I also think it'd be really interesting if Erwin was actually a woman, right? And so if Nadine, like the entire time, like there was this les- like out lesbian, right? She's already out and she sits next to Nadine in class and she keeps trying to talk to Nadine and Nadine keeps saying to Crystal, like, there's this girl in my class who keeps trying to talk to me. Like, she's nice, but whatever, right? And then, like, we actually have Nadine explore her sexuality with this, like, really, like, friendly Irwin type, but it's a lesbian. Yeah. Right? I mean, listen, it would be more believable than Irwin. Exactly. And so then you have this whole thing where then, like, Krista could see Nadine with this other girl. And she's like, wait, what the hell is going on here? Like, uh, and then Krista would get jealous. Yes, and then Krista would get jealous. And then they would actually have their confrontation. They would talk about the night that she got drunk and what went wrong and how they have ended up here. Krista would break up with the fucking brother and they would get together the way that they're supposed to be together. Because the way that, that makes a million to, times it makes so more much more sense. sense. It makes so much more sense. Here's the other thing that I hate about this, because here's the problem unironically i adore erwin i think oh i think they're he's totally amazing. right i'm like listen i also want to carry erwin around in a baby bjorn i think he is <laughs> he's the best. so cute he's so what yeah, a great he's guy awesome. and if you're gonna pick a beard like yeah he's the perfect beard listen he is non-threatening he is so into you and is he's just gonna be so easygoing he's never gonna pressure you into anything he's all like cute and well-groomed and he's not hairy and he's yeah. rich as shit i'm like listen if you're gonna beard up like you could do worse than Irwin, okay True. but here's my psa at the beginning is not just for you baby gays my psa is also for all the Irwins out there because like Irwin, she can't give you what you need man she can't be what you want her to be she is not into you It's sweet. You made her a really sweet movie. The alien thing is cute. You're trying so hard. You're so patient. And you just want to be like, oh, kiddos, you are all going to be so sad by the end of this. Yep. Like Irwin, too. You're not. He's going to get hurt, you know, because she's just not into you like that. And I like if there there will never be the Edge of Seventeen sequel, I don't think. But. Whatever happens after this, you're so right that it's like, okay, so (laughs) now that Krista and Nadine have made up, you think Krista and Nadine are going to go back to being friends? And like, because you know how her mom's like, oh, (laughs) if Krista marries Darian, then can you imagine like that is going to be. 
the most horrific wedding weekend because Nadine and Krista were going to have the opposite happen where Darian <laughs> is going to walk in on Nadine and Krista having sex in but, in but their room. Literally, literally, though, like when we were watching this because Kelsey watched it with me and she was like... <laughs> She was like, no, but that's perfect. It's just like Dickinson. Like, she'll marry your brother, and then you guys can just sleep together the whole time. (laughs) That is what I thought about that, too. I was like, wait, this is actually very like Dickinson. What what happens when you get typecast as the lesbian who cannot stop sleeping with her sister-in-law? Right? (laughs) Is that like, that's a really weird niche thing that's happening, Haley Steinfeld. Like, what is this energy that you are carrying around that people cannot stop casting you as this person? That is honestly so comical, but it is like the exact scenario. That's why I'm saying like, how how will this ever work out well for Darian and Irwin? It will not. No. It cannot. It will not. There's no way that it will. Like Nadine and Krista are madly in love with each other. And now that like they've sort of gotten over some shit, like it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And because it's like they're going to like tiptoe around it as long as they can until it explodes. Oh, it and it will. Like right? there's no like they're going to be like like one night Nadine's like Darian's out of town. Yeah. They get oh. a little too drunk again. Exactly. And then she that gets- night is ending with no clothes on anybody. Yeah. And and then Darian's going to come back and it's going to be bad. It's going to be a mess. Bad. It's going to be a mess. But instead, the movie just like glosses over all of that. And they're like, actually, forget the whole intro of this movie and how we spent 20 minutes talking about Krista and setting up Krista as the crux of this movie and making everything about Krista. Actually, it's about some dude at Petland who was in juvie, but he's hot now. And also, she has no interest in hooking up with him. Definitely, it's about this guy. And you're like, Nick literally, Ma- Nick what Mossman. is ha- it's what is happening. It's bad. Also, it's so bad. Let's just let's talk about the Nick Mossman situation as well, because <laughs> it's so deflective. It's just this like... movie is wild in the fact that like the amount of um the um like the amount of high school gay lesbian shit Nadine does yes. in the span yes. of this film is yes. like every single it's... thing. A high school closeted lesbian would do. Like every single thing. In love with her. Right. Let's go through from the beginning. In love with her best friend. Okay. Friend breakup. Right. Date a safe man. Throw yourself excessively, aggressively at a man. At the bad. At the bad boy. At the bad boy to try to prove to yourself that like you're cool. You could lose your virginity. You don't. You're not gay. Push away the bad boy when he actually tries to do yes, anything. Exactly. Push away the safe man when he actually tries to do anything. Like it screams repressed lesbian. Oh my god! It's, every it's everything so she does, literally everything. Oh no! Wait, I have one other one other important thing. When she goes on the date with Nick, right? So she sends Nick that just aggressive, rough, rough message. Message. Just no good. No we could good. Could do it in the Petland sends- stock room. Uh. Uh, bad. Ugh, not bad. good sends him that message and then when he's like you're so sweet let's meet up what is the first thing she does better better fem up for my date oh with a yeah boy, right like she dresses like a bisexual chaos disaster this whole movie right like she is so gay yep. every outfit she wears is so 
queer, head to toe, start to finish. And the second that Nick is like, let's go on a date. She's like, cute little sundress, cute little denim jacket. I'm all cute with my purse and I'm I'm straight and femmy. Here I am. Cute, cute, cute. And you're like, what is she has like a personality transplant to go on that date. She is cosplaying as a straight woman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she did it. And I was like, wow, that is some epic repressed shit. Like epic. Epic. Lordy. That is something. I'm I'm going to tell everyone a story. (laughs) I'm excited. It's bad, though. It's bad. So in high school, I mostly stuck with safe boys. Right. But there was this one boy who was in, he played percussion with me, okay? And he oh, was- Oh, a bad boy, Ellie. <laughs> yeah. No, he was, he was like one of like the hot boys. Like it was yeah. like, he was very hot and popular and blah, 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 whatever. And because we were in percussion together, like we would talk sometimes and like we would, we would actually look at each other's numbers and whatever. And so I messaged him to meet me when I was in Jamaica Plain at the Arboretum late at night. And it was just me and him at the Arboretum and we started kissing and then he tried to do more things and I freaked out. I kid you not. I like flipped to the point where he was like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Like I I really homosexuality. I really answer (laughs) so hard, so hard to that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to hook up with this dude. And then I showed up there and like it actually was happening. And I was like, get this away from yeah, me. Yeah, And your body goes into like crisis mode. Yeah. Right. I was like, this, get this far, far, <laughs> far away from me. And and that tiny little gay part of you that was hidden so deep down is like, alert, alert, yes. abort mission. <laughs> I was literally terrified. And you watch her doing that. Like that's I think that scene is so uncomfortable to watch as a queer woman oh, because yes, you're just watching it. yes you're watching her go through that like in real time and it's so clear it's so clear right because here's the thing is like they don't give any they don't give any explanation in the movie there's no explanation for why it's like hey you've been crushing on the bad boy oh juvie made him so hot oh i'm so into him oh i want your tits uh, or your mouth on my tits and mm, let's do this and then the second that he makes a move you freak out well right? i mean the explanation for that is she's literally probably never even kissed a boy like even if she was no she hasn't and she's even if spiraling she was, out of control yeah. but even if she was thing. straight but Th- that's you're expected, a very, yeah. you're expected to believe that she is spiraling out of control because her friend started dating her brother, which is like already not a normal emotional response to that. Yep. Right? Yep. And that's the ex- that's the only reason that you're given for why she suddenly is like, I'm into Nick. No, I'm not. Don't touch me. Ah, like. Yep. That's the only explanation, and it doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense, man. Like, that's the problem. Is like, when you watch this movie through a gay lens, everything makes perfect, perfect sense. sense. It's just teaching people to make the same mistakes that, like, closeted high schoolers have been making for <sighs> ever. And it's, it's so like, we can, we can do better. We can give them better things to aspire to, because what you're doing is you're making a movie 
Like, I honestly feel, was this movie written by a dude? I didn't even look it It wasn't. It was not. And that's why I do want to, okay, I do want to say, like, in terms of the explanation of it, right? I do also feel like, as a 17-year-old girl who has never had any sort of experience with a man, of course you're going to freak out. No matter what, you would be freaking out if somebody's, like, very aggressive with you sexually and you've literally, like, are like, this is the first experience I've ever had. Like, she's not comfortable in that situation, even she's if she was not, straight. Even if she was like, straight. But there's a difference between, like, things going too far and still being into the person and things be like, things going too far and having no interest in that oh, person. Oh, yeah, she has zero and interest. she's clearly she in the second interest. camp, right? But I'm and that's saying. the thing that I don't understand is like, I part of me wants to be like, oh, dear writer, do you need to sit down and have a talk with us then? Because I really thought that this was, I was all ready to be like, if a dude wrote this movie, then like 1,000%, no. you are writing a movie about a, a poor, repressed, confused girl who hurt you and you just couldn't figure it out. If you're, uh, if it's a woman who wrote the script, dude, I'm like, do you have some stuff you need to like work through? Like, do you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I would not. That we could help explain to you because like this movie to me makes perfect sense. It's the wrong movie because this isn't what we should be given, giving like young queer yes. teenagers as an example to look up to because it's, you're, it, they're the mistakes. They're the classic mistakes that we've all made. But I'm like, it, everything in this movie makes perfect sense. If you watch this movie and say, oh, look at these two tiny gabies who cannot figure stuff out. That explains everything. It explains everything that she does with Nick. It explains everything she does with Irwin. Like she keeps leading Irwin on and having zero interest in him. And he's so sweet and he's so cute and he's trying so hard and she just like literally cannot see it cannot get it and she's like you're so you're so sweet you're like an old man and you're like oh, oh honey God. like yeah if no she this is, is not how, attracted to him if this in is the how least. you know and if that's how you're like that's my that's a compliment i love when people are old men and you started the movie out by describing the most important person in the entire world to you and the love of your life as like a small elderly gentleman how do you not see these connections yep. how do you not see what's happening like you are I have with your best believe, friend. I have to believe that this, like, I don't know. I feel like they had, like, there had to have been some shit that changed. Like, this had to have been a gay movie to start. It, there's no way. There's no way. And I don't think they gave the note to the costume department. <laughs> they they didn't get a memo that the movie was no longer gay because they dressed her as gay as you could possibly imagine. Like, honestly, if you asked me to design a gayer wardrobe for a character, I don't think I can. Like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think it gets gayer than Haley Steinfeld in this movie. Oh, no. Like, literally, I just feel like high school repressed lesbians can relate 10,000% to this film. I feel like we have talked a lot this season about friend breakups and about, like, overly intense friendships. And it is... This movie was, like, triggering. Oh. (laughs) This movie is hard to watch having all of those conversations like fresh in our mind and just seeing them all like every every piece of it played out on screen I was just like wow this is this is like a lot to sit through honestly halfway through I was like do I like this movie (laughs) like like literally I was like oh and I had to check the Rotten Tomatoes score like legitimately because 
Like, I, I do feel like if you watch it as a queer person, it actually is a really painful movie. It's and it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's hard supposed to, to be a painful movie, to be honest. It is like an angsty teen painful movie. But, like, I do feel like they try to pretend like there's, like, and it's a happy ending and look at everything's going well now. But it's like. Yeah. Everyone's with the boys that they're supposed to be with. And you're just like, oh, no. And that's that's why my gay synopsis was that PSA, because I'm like, honestly, this is the wrong. Like, oh, don't ever watch this movie if you're like, you know, do not watch this movie if you're in love with your best friend. Like, do not watch yet. it. It's just, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's I also gonna, cannot, It's oh gonna my God. drive things deeper down, you know? I need to hear, if anyone who's listening to this, if you watch this movie with your best friend who you were in love with, tell us about oh that God. experience because that seems very painful. Let us know. <laughs> That's rough. Rough. Also, we're sorry for you, but please tell us about also, it. Also, so sorry, and I hope things end better than Nadine's. Please tell us who you got together. Listen, I just, I want to remake the ending of this movie because I need this movie to end differently for people to like see what should be, ha- like to see what's actually happening because this movie never tells you. It never tells you what's really oh, happening. No. And I feel like I watch it and I was like, I know exactly what's happening. And I don't think this movie even knows what's happening in it. I It didn't figure it out. It hasn't gotten no. there. So yeah, ugh. we just really need it. We need an ending where Nadine and Krista get together they realize their feelings for each other. All the guys become out of the realm. You can even have like a makeup, like because they had their like nice little makeup scene between Nadine and Darian. You can even have that scene where like, and then if you want to really like endear us to Darian too, you can have that moment where he's like, I get it. Like you're yeah. gay and I love you. And like, I'm happy for you and Krista. Whatever, yeah. like you could try to have that kind of a happy ending. Like I, I doubt that would happen with Darian because he's thinks he's the shit. But, uh, but like, yeah. Also, like yeah. her brother is so like they're both. Uh, to be fair, Nadine and Darian are both so mean to each other. But I'm like, oh yeah, they're terrible. I'm like, you literally know that your best friend has basically been bullied by her brother, and like you start dating her bully the brother yeah it's it's it makes no sense so yeah well it makes sense if you're in love with your best friend and you can't date her so you date her twin i mean yeah but it just whatever um so who are we shipping ellie who are we i mean it's so obvious so we're definitely (laughs) shipping maiden and krista together because it would have made this film so much better keep that first meet cute section maybe have a little bit of conflict where like she starts hooking up with the brother, but like it doesn't get that far because then they have enough tension. Then it's like, all right, bye. And then we don't have to worry about all those other men. And what's their ship name? Christine. Christine, yeah. Christine. Yeah, with a D. With a D. I like it. I love ship it. them. Anyone I just, else? I wanted them to get together so bad. So badly. Like it. it's cr- honestly psychotic that they didn't. No sense. Are you shipping anyone else in this film? I mean, who else is even in There's this? There's no one. There's no one else. <laughs> There's, There's no, no one else. One. Oh, did sorry. Did you want to talk about the uh, the relationship with Woody Harrelson at all? Oh, Woody Harrelson's in this. He's funny. I don't know. He's. I don't. I mean, I guess what I all I want to say is like, there's also something so deeply queer about the like. I have like way too close a relationship with my teacher, and yep. like no one at school really gets me. I'm just gonna hide out in my teacher's class all the time. 
and he's I don't know they're funny I liked their little relationship that part of the movie I thought I was like it's a little unrealistic because like if you actually had this relationship with the teacher like that's probably not great yeah they're very funny together yeah it like it gave me strong like Woody Harrelson as Hamish in uh oh yeah you know yeah like that kind of like dry too sarcastic mentor figure he's just great in that role he was very good he did good yeah yeah all right, you ready for our Q and Gay? I'm ready. Hit me. Q, 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 and, 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 and gay. gay. Question number one, what is the gayest thing Nadine wears? A, the jacket, B, the shoes, C, the tights under socks, or D, the hoodie? Listen, the everything is a strong contender here. The answer is the jacket. And I will tell you why, <laughs> because... I'm so jealous of that jacket. I wish I'd had that jacket in high school. That is exactly what high school me would have worn. I would have lived in that jacket if I had had that jacket when I was 17. Let's be real. I would still probably live in that jacket. It's a great jacket. Beautiful and gay. gay. Question to (laughs) Ellie. Have you ever had a crush date your sibling? Yes or no? Um, I have not, luckily. I have a sister and a brother, so... Anyone in the world could have dated one of my one of my siblings, but never happened. Lucky me. How about you? Lucky you. Uh, I have not. I have not. I'm really curious to get those responses on that, though. Yeah, that just I, I don't know how realistic that is. I'm just like, does that happen that often? I it's so funny because it's such a trope. It's right? such a thing in movies. And, right. But I'm like, and that's what I'm curious about. Does it actually happen? Like when you really think about it, I'm like. Even if one of my friends had, like, a really hot sister, I don't think I would date them. Yeah. It just feels wrong, especially in high school. Maybe, like, as we're adults, we can be a little bit more, a little less complicated about it, but whatever. All right, question number three. Where did you lose your V? And I also like to say, what is virginity anyways? But for the context of this, where did you lose your V? A, in your room, B, in a car, C, in a pool, or D, in a store stock room? I guess I will have to say it in your room. Yeah. It wasn't in In my a room. room. Yeah. It was in a room. In a room. <laughs> yes. Nice. It wasn't in her room either, actually, I don't think. It was in somebody's room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question four, Ellie. Who is the more obvious beard in this movie out of A, Nick, B, Irwin or C. Darian, with Darian obviously being Krista's beard. That is literally the hardest question. Yeah, it's tough. It's a I three-way just, tie. <laughs> yeah, like I really do feel like Nadine's beards are so obvious, but I actually think I'm gonna go with C. Darian. He's the tropiest beard. I mean, that's, he's like the tropiest, tropiest beard. And like we literally, like I feel like we see more of Nick and Erwin interacting with Nadine than we ever see Darian and Krista. So I'm just like, Darian. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's just Darian. That's all. Yep. Yep. All right, question number five. Where did you eat lunch in high school? A, the cafeteria, B, a classroom, C, the library, or D, the bleachers? I usually ate in the cafeteria. I did occasionally eat lunch in the library, though. So. Why? Were you doing um, homework? I don't know. I had... Uh, sometimes yes. Other times it was just like the cafeteria was a bit much like high schoolers sometimes. And (laughs) there 
was listen this is how cool i was in high school okay is uh i was part of the team that read the morning announcements nice in my high school and so our uh, and we used to do that in like from the library and the librarian super liked us all and so they didn't care if we used to go and eat lunch in there uh and it was just like much more quiet and chill nice wasn't all the time but like sometimes you know just nice to Get away from it all. Like a vac- like a vacation. A little lunchtime vacation. Could you, know? you get lunch off campus ever? No. Yeah, us either. Which is so dumb. I mean, yeah. it's like not, but it's like, I also went to school literally in Fe- the Fenway area. Like I could have walked to like good restaurants. Yeah. And they would never let us leave. Rude. But yeah, I did the cafeteria or um, the theater, of course. Of course. Theater nerds. Wow. Um, at the edge of 17, I feel like we screamed more than we ever have. Yeah. I have a lot of feelings. I, I think the My main throat takeaway, hurts. The main takeaway, <laughs> Ellie, is edge of 17. Should have been, been gay. Holy shit. It's so gay. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And as we've been doing this month while we're crowdfunding, we want to shout out all of the people who have been donating and helping support Journey to the Heart because it just means so much to us. And uh, and so we just want to make sure that we thank everybody individually. So this week, we want to say thank you to Isabel, Andrew, Winter, Lena, Sarah, Vanessa, Tom, Eris, Ethan, Tal, Nicole, Deanna, Alex, Mary, Scott, Deborah, Claire, Barbara, Connor, Mary, Ronnie, Marty, Danielle, Durr, Connie, Majuba, Michelle, Tien, Leon, Ashley, Michael, and Kayla. Thank you all so much. That's so many names this week. We're going to have even more in these final just under two weeks. We're going to do this bit.ly slash support journey to the heart. And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rosashino, Sarah and Julia, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, Aidy Benitez, Fiona W., Whitney Lennon, and Jennifer Trujillo. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, Julia Gonzalez, and Ashley White. Thank you all. We could not keep doing this podcast without all of you and without all of our patrons. And we're just we're just so grateful. Like every week right now, it's a lot. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. You can also check out our Dollar Bean Productions website at dollarbeanproductions.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you haven't caught up on The Flame yet, remember you can listen to all of the episodes and you can vote for us in the webbies at bit.ly slash vote for the flame. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash pod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps new people find the show, and we love reading the reviews. If you want to support us on Patreon, we will be releasing bonus episodes once we hit 150 patrons. You can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. And if you want to help support us making more musicals like The Flame or Journey to the Heart, you can find our Patreon at bit.ly 
slash the flame Patreon. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash Les Shop. It is just about time to start prepping your pride clothing. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's hang, hang out again, again soon. Let's hang out. out.